How are you doing, Nido Money? <laughs> hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm tired as hell. It's been a long week. Yeah, same. I've been, I haven't been getting much sleep. I got a puppy. He's a black lab and he just, and they get into everything. So I've been like on my toes, even in my sleep. Yeah. I hear the most slightest thing. I'm just up and I just haven't been sleeping that good. <laughs> what type of dog is it? Oh, it's a, uh, a purebred black lab. And it's, yeah, oh, it's only like 13 hell, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a mischief guy. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Though. I had the same experience like six months ago. My family got um got a new a new dog, uh, spaniel I think Springer spaniel, and it's been like oh, six yeah. first months like just educating, educating, and he has a he has a bit too much energy. But I only see him once in a while, so I don't have to take it all in. Yeah, it can be a handful, but you know I'm always here and. Uh... And we're, we're setting up shops soon, so I'll be around all the time to raise them. So I was like, yeah, why not? I, I used to breed dogs. Oh, sure. um, Labrador, it's just, just uh, purebred labs. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I've been missing them, and I'm definitely glad to get one. So how... <laughs> His name is Angus. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a Scottish warrior name. And it means, uh, what's it mean again? I think it means, like, uh, different power or, like, um, alternative powers. I forget what it Build different. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Feel different, dog. Yeah, man. But thanks for having me, dude. Uh, yeah, just happy to come in here and just chat. Yeah, man. I'm really happy. I mean, I think it's obviously just the start. And I I think there's a certain element of like, oh, it needs to be big. It, you need to grow it or anything. But I've realized that it's just fun to like talk to people. So yeah, uh, like, I think that's absolutely. And uh, yeah, so how did you go from breeding dogs to like doing music and building boombox? <laughs> Yeah, um, well, my dad has obviously been a huge influence in my life. Um, he unfortunately, he passed yeah, away uh, back in 2000 and, 2008. But, uh, you know, um, we had a really tight relationship and uh, he was a very big music guy. And his, like, his band would come over to practice all the time. And, you know, so I was like, I grew up around like guitars and drums and stuff. And I've been playing them all since I was like six, seven years old. And, uh, yeah, it's, I've been making music my entire life, man. I got on stage for the first time in grade eight uh, I, at my elementary school. Like, they used to do dances there. And, like, me and the boys got a band together. We actually killed it. It was yeah. nice. I got some I got some uh, recordings from back in the day. Um, Holy shit. Because people had, like, like handheld cameras and shit. This is before cell phones and shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool just to look back. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've been... Uh, and again, in high school, um, you know, I was I was still playing guitar all the time and shit. But uh, I met up with uh, this young ass dude who ended up being my my best friend, um, Toast. <laughs> and uh, he rapped and he was rapping at this like this, you know, this bush party that I was at. And he, there was like a whole crowd around him. And I was like, damn, this guy's sick. And like he heard of me and like we started like chatting or whatever. And I told him like, yo, like I got like hella beats, like let's, let's link up. And um, we started MC Toast and P-Doc, which is like our, like we ran with that for like 10 years, bro. We were making music with that. Holy and shit. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, <clears throat> that was my introduction to like actually making hip hop that I was like putting out into the world. Um, before that, I was just fucking around on like reason and like uh, FL like Fruity Loops and shit. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been making beats since I was 14. I started rapping when I was 15. Uh, maybe 16-ish, I started rapping. 
um yeah and i've been like i've been heavily involved in music like my entire life i still play guitar all the time i'm in the middle of this this country thing that i'm doing um writing a lot of i'm in the writing stage right now of it and uh it's i'm finding it really refreshing and fun to kind of tackle new genres because i've been like doing hip-hop so hard for like you know the last like 15 years so it's nice to just come back to my roots and and uh, and kind of like get in touch with the instruments again and kind of find my singing voice again. It's been really fun and I'm really excited to uh, to put it out. It's probably not coming out for like another year or two because like I'm really putting everything in. I want this to stand, stand the test of time. So yeah, yeah I've been uh, doing that, man. I've been a music guy my whole life. So that, dude, that's awesome. I mean, I don't, I obviously don't know much about music as a, like as a general person, because I think I have like a lot of friends that really enjoy music and it'll go into like the niche genres. I'm just like, I listen to pop and I have fun with it. You know, <laughs> it ends there, but I think it's really cool. Especially I imagine the creative process at the end of the day is what's really motivating, right? If, whether obviously music is the one that worked best for you, but it's similar to what it would be like for writing or for painting or like just the ability to kind of use your experiences and like you're just kind of put something out that's yourself into the world right yeah man absolutely and like i always find it was always my easiest to like write music about stuff that i've actually been through i always like wrote my like really deepest stuff i wrote my best shit when i was like heartbroken and like i've been going through something crazy or whatever and like you know that's that's definitely an outlet that i've used throughout my entire life and uh yeah, man. Like it just, you know, that's uh, it, it's similar to to visual art too, because like it takes a long time to kind of hone your craft, find your style, you know, find your you know your cadence and stuff. But uh, once you get there and you're able to properly execute on your vision and stuff, it really gets exciting, and that's when the that's when the sweet stuff starts happening. I think just what I find most interesting about like the music side is that when you look at visual art. To me, it makes, and that might, I guess that's just me as a person, but it makes a lot more sense because you can really see it. It, it takes shape in front of you and every color has like different meaning and it, it all makes a shape and the shape has its meaning. Whereas in music, you have to, first of all, you have to pair the lyrics and the music. So I, I guess I'm going to guess that you do both, but I'm not sure. And then, yeah, yeah. And like, and it's weird because I don't know how other people write really, because some people write differently. They write acapella, they don't write with beats and stuff or like with, you know, music, right? Um, but like my process, my creative process for music is I always start from the top. I'm always like, how does this sound from the top? Is this capturing the whole thing? And sometimes it can get quite cumbersome and quite, you know, uh, time consuming when you're sitting there. And just to write one line or a cut or half a line, right? You got to go back through all the song, but you got to make sure that it just, that it flows. And I really think that's worked for me. And like, I was, I've been able to like, you know, I've, I consider myself like pretty good. Like I love my style and hip hop and I love my, you know, my style and guitar and stuff. And like, I think it's just a product of like taking my time and, you know, really like finding my sound and, 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 and not, and, and going from the top to the bottom every time refining, refining, refining and shit. So. Yeah. Thanks. A lot of sense. And like, so is your process of creating Boombox Was it like, how tied was it to your experience in creating your own music? Yeah, so when I got into NFTs, like, um, the first thing I thought about was, like, yo, it'd be really cool if there's more, like, a music scene here. We could tokenize our shit and, like, and sell it, you know, to the everyday person. I think, like, 
um, I don't want to take full credit for Boombox either. Like my 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 business partner Jim, like he he was the original person who came to me. We met before actually before crypto in 2019. He ran a studio, and I as an artist needed a studio to go to because my current guy wasn't there. So uh, we met then, and like he came to me when he got back into like NFTs and stuff, and was like, "Yeah, you know, like it'd be really cool, like if we could do this and and build this platform the right way because because even though there's platforms out there now, like this is back then." Um, even though there was platforms out, like we just don't feel like they're capturing the culture very correctly. And like, it's all very web three based and it's not, you know, we don't, we don't see a lot of the ceiling is pretty low is basically what we looked at. And we were like, damn, like let's kind of just do it ourselves and, and make it right. So that partnership formed up and then, but we didn't have any resources really. Right. Like I was a fucking artist, dude. Like I, I <laughs> like I'm not some fucking rich guy. And like Jim was working like tables and shit. You know what I mean? So like, None of us really, but we had this vision, you know what I mean? Like we had this, like we, we were tied into the culture, man. Like we've been in the studio fucking for fucking decades and like, and we know what's going on and we know what musicians want and what fans want shit. So like, you know, like we, we, we were having this, we were putting this out to the world. We we're like, man, we got this idea, blah, blah, blah. And then the thing with Thugbirds happened and like, which is fine. And they just kind of, they were, they were pausing their music thing for a bit. So they let me go. And we were putting it out in the world that we want to do this thing. And the famous foxes actually ended up like reaching out to me and they, and they were like, yo, like we, we saw, like, we saw everything that's going on, but like, we really love your vision and your passion. You know what I mean? Like you're passionate about what you want to do. And we kind of want to build stuff like this. So like, can we work together type shit? And like, can we get on a call? Right. So we did. And like drafts ended up being super down and, and like super helpful. And like, you know, like we've, we've formed a really, really good relationship with the Foxes over the last like, fuck man, like a year now. Right. And yeah, like, yeah. and they were basically down to like code this thing, you know, with nothing up front. Like we, we told, like we were, it was a very, it's been a very honest business relationship going back and forth and it'll continue probably to be that way forever. <laughs> and it just, cause it was birthed out of like super like genuine vision for like what we need to do in order to like, you know, get our own platform going that we feel like is capturing the vision and music. So like, shout out to the famous Foxes, man. Like we couldn't have did any of this without them, you know? Um, and they just, they decided that, and uh, you know, they have a whole collection they work on, right? So they came over and like, they started building what they could on the side. You know, we didn't expect like crazy, crazy, crazy shit because, but like Foxy Dev ended up being like, he, he, like Foxy Dev is probably the best coder on fucking Solana, bro. Like this guy is so fast. It's so insane, good. yeah. It's, he's been so reliable, dude. Like he's just so good. And like they put this together and, and Jim came up with the UI and, and you know, we were, we've been working back and forth together on like what looks good and what we think, you know, the, the platform should look like and stuff. And then the Foxes. Um, with their back end front end team made it made the vision come to life basically you know um and it worked that way for a bit and now we're just kind of like boombox has grown so much since you know that that idea right and like fox is reaching out um and it started from nothing because since then you know we've had layer one ventures come on and and, and give us our our pre-seed first you know investment and that really allowed us to fucking put the put the foot on the pedal and just start fucking like you know shipping stuff right because you know we made sure we could like expand the foxes team out and now it's eventually going to be our own team and like it's just it's been a super you know awesome ride and, and really community oriented and organic ride so far and like i really think that this year is going to be like something really special for boombox we're doing a lot of stuff and we're I and mean, there's a lot of plates spinning but 
you know, me and Jim can handle it. And like, we, this is our full-time job now. And, and, you know, we're going to make sure that we do it right. I'm really excited for the future, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, FF like famous foxes are, I think mo almost everyone respects them in sauna. Basically everyone does, but I don't, like this kind of story, they haven't capitalized on it. Like I have, I only hear about it because I know you and because I followed you for quite a while, and like that's the like way I know it. But otherwise, I don't think anyone's aware like that closely that they've built this and that it was completely just, I guess, not their initiative, but in a sense, it was like their their choice to like help you guys out and everything, which is so awesome. But like on on the topic of like the vision and like uniting around that, how did like what would you say is really the vision behind Boombox? Because you have you have the background in music and that passion for it, but that doesn't mean that you would want to necessarily create something yourself or like there's, you don't necessarily know what there is to make. So what was like the reason, what are you trying to improve? What's the like passion, the drive, the, the reason really? Yeah, the, you know, the reason we exist basically for the first off is I wanted to sell my beats on, on chain. I think it's really easy and, uh, and it's the, the instant payments and being able to, you know, you know, revisit that community and that collector base that ends up buying your stuff. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a really strong opportunity for artists to, to reach out to the people that are buying their shit and like, and, and really cultivate that, you know, that super fan base because those ones are going to be the ones that ride with you for life whether you extract like however you extract value out of them you know what i mean like it's those are the guys that will show up to your shows and, and stream your stuff and, and buy your collectibles and stuff so you know at first it just really started out like wanting to cultivate you know that that top 10 percent of the fan base but like now it's kind of growing where it's like we got something special here i think you know we're super early and and i i think you know me and jim kind of accept the fact that we don't even know really where this is going to be in the next like five years or six years, 10 years type shit. And we're really just kind of rolling with the punches and, and seeing, you know, what we can accomplish and, and, and kind of trying new stuff out and seeing what sticks and seeing what flops, seeing what artists and, and you know, what they want to see from the platform. And also like what's more important in my opinion is what the fans want to see, because those are the guys that are going to, you know, and the girls that are going to be showing up for the artists and stuff. So you know, I think like Boombox's main mission is just to, you know, bring music distribution on chain and kind of, you know, redefine what it means to own music. Um, and it just happens to be digitally, right? Because that's why NFTs are so cool is because there's like scarcity and like you can prove ownership and stuff. So I think that goes hand in hand with, uh, with you know, artists fucking goals to like to what they want to do to grow. Right. And it's like it really allows a deeper connection between fan and artist. And I think like, you know, like in the future, we're going to see a lot of like metaverse events that are token gated behind albums, you know, NFT albums and stuff. And like those will be experiences where artists don't even need to get off their couch to like go and interact with their fans and, you know, quote unquote, hang out and stuff. And I really see that as a digital future that can really benefit the artist. And, you know, it's really super cool to be able to walk around something like a you know a vr world and, and and be like yo look at all my stuff and you can you can like you know click on it right and fucking buy it if you want if you want to support me and shit and this is what i do uh this is you know how i roll out my my content and and stuff so there's endless opportunities really i think we're so fucking early that like the more that we progress down this path we're gonna see a lot more open up 
And, you know, I think it's no secret that, like, you know, people like to buy things and, and, and collect things. It's why we've seen, like, PFP NFTs, like, explode, you know what I mean? And, like, and like and like some utilities, uh, utility NFTs explode, too, and shit. I think, you know, the music has a really powerful culture that has the opportunity. Like, the music has the power to shift, like, culture en masse. And I think, you know, people are really missing the point with it. And I think Boombox has the right vision to, you know, kind of bring that, you know, not to the mainstream. I hate to use buzzwords and shit like that, but like, I really think that, you know, we can make a difference in, in showing people what the benefits are transacting on chain versus, you know, going to Bandcamp or BeatStars. Um, you know, there's just so many benefits. I could talk about it fucking all day, you know? That's a, a fucking lit. So like, how does it then, cause I, I obviously, I see, I think it makes a lot of sense like intuitively for a smaller artist who can really cultivate that fan base. And it's kind of, I guess it's completely comparable to like one-to-one -one art on Solana, but the more obvious comparison to me would be like a Twitch streamer. They start out and they're interacting with their closest fans because, you know, there are 10 viewers and those 10 people, you're actually going to be able to actively able to talk to them because your chat isn't completely full. It's not like, it's not a mess. But then as you grow bigger, there are more people to interact with. So how does it kind of adapt to like having a larger community a bigger brand and not not always having the time or energy maybe to have those interactions yeah i think you know it's it, as you scale the benefits only increase like it's we see last bull run like tory lanes i don't know if you saw but like he he dropped some shit on OpenSea. it was yeah. like a million it was a million copies or whatever for a dollar and he made a million dollars in fucking like 10 minutes bro and like, and it's funny because he did it on ETH and it ended up burning like, you know, like 4 million in gas or whatever. And it's like, yo, you yeah. don't have to do that. Solana exists, you know? So that's why we, we kind of went on Solana first. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, as it scales, there's more fans that are willing to become super fans. And I really think, you know, it's one, it's, it's one piece of the pie in terms of having it's one tool in the artist toolbox. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's not the, the be all end all thing, but I really think it's a really big tool that artists can start at zero. You know what I mean? And they can really work that fucking fan base. Like, and like you said, like it's, it is similar to Twitch streaming. Like you really got to cultivate and take care of your, of your viewership and your, and your fan base before they really start to, you know, open their wallets to you and shit. Um, but I think as your viewer base expands, like in, in Tory Lanes and like, and there's a bunch of, Tory Lanes is the only one that comes to mind, but like there was a lot during the last bull run that kind of did very well for themselves because they were able to, um, you know, bring those collectibles to their fans. And there's just so many fans that that 1% that will buy just increases in number, right? So um, I think it translates well, it scales well is, is basically what I'm trying to get at. And that's even on like, you know, chains that have, <laughs> like gas fees like eth and and you know and stuff like that fees, so, uh... yeah okay and so when you mentioned the metaverse idea i guess that's what you've been toying out with the with the portals uh integration right because that looks really cool yeah we've had a lot of discussions with the portals team not a lot we've had a few um but they're, they're super bullish on like yeah, obviously they are. They're super bullish on everything to do with the metaverse, right? Uh, but they, they really like the idea of, you know, having like uh, an online venue where, you know, you can token gate stuff and you can kind of, or even just host like public events. 
and build your own kind of like venue. You know what I mean? There's a real venue, right? Like yeah, we've been customizing ours pretty heavily. And, and now that portals allows like custom GLD files and shit, we're able to like, you know, create real universes basically where people are able to drop into and then interact with, with art and, and with music and stuff. So um, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, I've been bugging portals too. I want them to do like some sort of like, you know, like sunrise records or HMV. It'd be really cool if they have one downtown, but it was like, like it doesn't even have to be boombox. I'd love it to be boombox obviously, but like, you know, it'd be really cool to have like a fucking downtown uh, uh, music, uh, like music record store, store quote unquote, yeah. and you can walk around and kind of like browse and shit like the old days, you know, like that's what I'm seeing is going to be something really cool in the future. And we're not too far away, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be super tight to share just a link with fans. They're able to hop in, see what's up, have voiceover IP so they can chat with people and stuff. I think that's a really exciting future for the creative community. You know? Yeah. Does that, can that then develop into like even having, oh, this is very metaverse rented, but like into having like a concert hall or an arena and things like that? Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. You know, like I think we saw it, like Fortnite, bro. I always that's say, true, dude. Fortnite, that's crazy. Shit with the Travis Scott, the Scott, bro. yeah. How like, many people were showing up to that shit, and they just show up all the time and play it. And it's like they're not there to do anything. When they click on the server, that server is a dedicated performance server. They're not there to shoot anyone. They're not there to do anything. They're there to vibe the fuck out and watch Travis Scott play. And I think that, that was, was insane. Super fucking dope right like it's a good use of the platform there's a ton of kids there's a lot of you know people that are into like this that, that pop culture and the music and stuff so like to capture that and watch that happen it was it was inspiring dude you know what i'm saying it's like how do you you know obviously the, the gravity of the artist and, the, and as big as travis scott is really pull, made the pull and the reach that fortnite has right like it was a really special that's true it was a combination collab- of worlds yeah you know it was a really special collaboration i think but like it just shows the possibilities bro that like that is a, that it's there bro it's there and it can happen and it can fucking it it, it can capture a feeling for people that they want to go back into there and just kind of chill out and i think you know, it's going to be cool to see that happen. I obviously would love to, would love to have like you know a bunch of people um at, on in our metaverse and do like fucking shows like that because it'd be super cool. But it's got to be it's got to be done right. You know what I mean? We're and we're close. I think it's going to be super cool uh, once the sentiment comes back a little bit and once we kind of pry open the the you know the the music NFT fucking <laughs> get get the fucking genie out of the bottle. You know? Yeah, the floodgates. Yeah. So do you, maybe this is like a future plan, but are there, I mean, I imagine there are like plans to reach out to these bigger artists and to like bring them towards Boombox or like, how do you try to get Web2 natives onto Boombox? Because that's probably the easiest avenue for growth for you guys. Yeah, that's what um, we're, we're focusing on that quite a bit actually under the radar right now. I can't obviously disclose with who we're talking to. Yeah, of course. But, but like a lot of people that we've talked to are super interested because it's a really new thing. But what they're worried about is like, um, is it's it's the whole NFT thing, bro. It's the whole crypto thing. And it's like swear words to fucking millions, you know? So it's like trying to like, it's trying to break it down to them where it's like, this really helps you and helps you cultivate a fan base. And it's not a fucking Ponzi dog. Like it's really, and, and some of them are open-minded. Some of them are super down. Some of them are kind of wearing, they're like, ah, you know, let me talk to this and that. A lot of the time too, web two moves a little bit differently. And a lot of artists are locked into these deals, where they're not allowed to release music under their name and shit. It doesn't matter where it is. Right. So like, yeah. there's, you know, there's a bunch of those barriers and stuff. So, 
Um, you know, I think it's the number one thing is just getting those, you know, those high, those high caliber artists onto our platform, getting the eyes on it and, 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 and having those success stories to kind of showcase and go like, look, this is why we're fucking doing it. This person just fucking, they don't have to pay, you know, they don't have to wait for, you know, DistroKid, um, like not DistroKid, but any DSP, right? Like not to shit on DistroKid. I love DistroKid, but uh, they don't have to wait for a payment. It's instant. Um, the royalty splits are fucking instant. It's all done on chain. It's trackable. And, you know, um, it's just, there's, there's a lot going on there where I think it, in collaboration terms, you know, artists will be able to utilize it. And, you know, it's just making it, I think, a lot easier for the everyday person to use these types of tools and, and to have the everyday fan come on and make it feel like it's not a gimmick, make it feel like it's not a Ponzi. It's just, you know, I'm just buying cool stuff and I'm going to keep it and I'm not excited. Maybe it goes on, maybe it doesn't, but I kind of bought, like, it's like buying a fucking digital record. I think a really big thing too, I try to like, this hasn't been done enough where it's like, they need to like vinyl, the, like vinyl collectors have been around and they understand like, you know, scarcity and they understand like what the fuck's going on with, with collecting vinyls and shit. So they kind of get the NFT space, you know? And I think it's just like, it's, it's trying to like get that same shit going um, on web three. And, and I think it can be a, a, a mix of two. Like you can like buy a vinyl and get a digital collectible with it. And I think that's a really cool incentive to like have normies go like, Oh yeah. You know, that QR code's there. It's been there, but maybe they don't, you know, get into Web3 until three years down the line. But, you know, three years down the line, it goes by, that text there, and they still haven't claimed the shit on the vinyl. And it's like, that's the type of shit that I think is super special and can be utilized to help fucking make people see, you know, like, it's cool to collect shit, you know? Like, I, that's why I like it. Like, people don't buy albums to, like, they buy albums to, like, be like, I have this fucking album, bro. And, like, <laughs> sometimes they don't even play it on the fucking player because it'll damage the fucking wax and shit, right? Like, and, you know, it's, I think it's really cool having, being able to own a piece of the, you know, the artist yeah, or own the a collector piece of the Yeah. That's always really cool. I, I mean, plus with the, with the idea that some of them are locked into deals, Boombox could be really useful for the bigger artists that already have their audience to just split away from those deals, right? And to just do their own thing without having that attachment. Yeah, they could. You know, there's a lot of fucking legal implications when you do shit oh, like yeah, that. Of course. <laughs> and there's a lot, and these labels just they just have so many fucking resources to go after you. But in theory, man, like you've seen, you've seen this a lot, kind of with other with artists like release under a new name or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's them, but they get released under a new Elias, and they're able to bypass their contracts and stuff with that. But technically, they could kind of just cut their label out of the deal, but it's going to cause a lot of huge implications for them down the line um, on the Web2 things. And unfortunately, you know, they have the monopoly on the industry and, you know, it's still everyone's still kind of playing by their rules. Um, you know, it's a very it's, it's it's rebellious to break away from it. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people still on the yeah, Spotify of kind of stuff. So, yeah, like a bit of a new paradigm set of thing. It would be hard to like actually get it launched, but I imagine it's still somewhat attractive, maybe even for new artists to not get locked down on that, because it's got to be obviously depending on the label and depending of your situation, you're going to have more or less freedom. But some of the places are going to limit your creativity, no? Yeah, we're seeing a big push for independence in the last you know five years, four or five years, where um, there's a big it's it's well known amongst you know, musicians where it's beneficial to kind of hold off and maybe not take that advance. Um, you know, there's a reason they're offering you that advance 
uh, they can offer you three hundred thousand fucking dollars, and you know they know that that song's gonna make ten million, and you know you just sign you you sign your shit away, you know, like and like I think that's we're hearing that with the internet man brought enlightenment to artists to like how badly they're getting fucked, and you know like I think there's been a huge push for independency like across the board even on web two you see a lot of people just grinding out the Spotify grind you know, grinding up the social media shit or doing like, you know, like guerrilla marketing or guerrilla shows and shit, just like trying to build that organic fan base as much as they can because everyone's kind of starting to understand that like, you know, 200 super fans that are willing to die for me are fucking way more profitable than like 10,000, you know, passive fans that are only looking, that aren't looking for me, you know? Like, I think that's, that's a, it's a lot more of a sustainable model and that's kind of what Boombox is, is about, right? Like, it's just kind of like, cultivate your, your 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 super fans and you know you can you can just use this as a tool to to monetize as well because there's a ton of other benefits but obviously you know getting artists paid is, is a huge deal too we feel like artists have been fucked <laughs> and ripped off uh you know with the with the introduction of like you know streaming platforms and stuff well, they're a knee-jerk reaction to like you know kazaz and lime wires and stuff like it kind of was a big blow to the music industry but they're still here you know i think people are coming around too that like the streaming model probably isn't the best way for artists to pursue um it's definitely yeah. a good tool once you blow up like drake's making a ton of money on that shit and like you know like french montana all those big people will but like you know for the for the smaller artists it's probably worth just grinding out those 200 fans and, and really getting and showing out for them you know so yeah how does boombox kind of tie into that whole streaming industry because i was going to ask that and i imagine I imagine it has a bit of a stranglehold right now on top of it, especially Spotify. So how oh, do you man. streaming has yeah. a time? It has a big string. Like streaming is is you know the fucking Godzilla that we got to slay, right? Like obviously, like yeah. it's a huge deal, right? Um, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with streaming platforms. I think you know streaming platforms like Spotify and like Apple Music and stuff, they're really good for you know discoverability and you know they're good. They have really good playlisting stuff and their algorithm is super cracked. I found a lot of artists that I wouldn't have found if I didn't have Spotify, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a good tool for artists to use. I just think that the model is probably not going to benefit smaller artists um, where they can make a living off of it. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you know, uh, Boombox's model uh, is, is, <laughs> is a way that you can make a living off of it. And, you know, especially when combined with, you know, other fucking ways of monetizing your music career, you know, like streaming platforms and merchandise and, stuff like that you know like i think it's uh you know there's a lot of there's there's a lot there for artists to take advantage of especially you know being this early there's like the spotify stuff is super saturated as a result of it being like this big behemoth right um and i think artists that find a way to break off from that and and kind of put themselves in the spotlight you know that's it's it, i think it, it can benefit them big time especially if they're willing to learn you know like the benefits of doing it yeah that would also obviously help artists that are more into like niche categories right because if you're on like pop obviously you can collect like the thousand listeners the millions and everything but if you have that your own genre your own special thing it's going to be a lot easier to get a specific set of fans rather than an entire range i imagine yeah 100 percent. you know like it's all about finding a niche it's like anything man when you're getting into a creative you know people Every, anything that's subjective like art music you know food you know you got to find your niche and 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 people are going to love stuff and they're going to hate stuff but at the end of the day the people that love stuff are usually enough to kind of carry you 
um, especially if you know that niche is super popular, like you know hip hop or like you know pop music and stuff like that. Yeah, you mentioned the people hating stuff, and uh, I'm going to go down that lane because maybe just Twitter algorithm likes spreading hate. Uh, maybe that's how it works, but I think I've seen quite a few times tweets that you've like sent about, not I don't know exactly how to put it, but maybe like not having always the support from people or either having support from people when things go well and then not when things go bad, kind of that kind of vibe. How has like this journey in web three been in terms of like the support people have had for boombox, the maybe like the negative reactions you've had, just that experience of the reaction of people. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's mostly been positive, man. Like my, okay. most of my experiences here in web three have been super, super supportive. And like, I like, you know, even just like to go back to like what the Foxes did for us, like, fuck dude, like they really just, they set us up, man. For That's success. crazy. Yeah. You know, they just set us up for success and like they didn't have to do that. And, and, and there's people like Jax and like Foxy that are all over this space and they constantly reach out and want to help. Like I could go like I, we we've been offered like, you know, like calls with people and stuff just to like chat and shit. And, they, and it's been super, super supportive. I think the only negative stuff that we've gotten feedback on is just kind of like, well, what are music NFTs? Like, how are you going to make them fucking cool? Like, how you, you know what I mean? Like, how are you, what's, what's Boombox going to do that's different that these other people haven't done? And I think, like, those are all very valid fucking questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the questions that I would be asking, too. Yeah, obviously. Uh, you kind of need to like have that, these answers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I, but we have the answers on top. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, like, you know, we, we, if we, like, we're going to come correct you know, with the, with the culture side of it and stuff. And uh, I think the tools that we use are going to be super easy. Our tools that we build are going to be super easy. So I could go all day on that. But like, basically, just like, I think the only negative things that we've really encountered are just people asking questions. It's not even really negative. And, you know, that I love this space for that reason. I think like, this space has had my back throughout my entire time here. And like, I got nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah, the vibes here are just genuinely so good. I think the best times have still been at like IRLs, especially like the first one that I really went to was Lisbon. And just people are always so genuinely nice. And uh, I just on honestly, only good experiences. Obviously, people are busy, so you can't always talk to them and everything. But that experience is always really nice. And uh, it's just so great to actually get here. It's so random as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like when money's involved too, like, you know, we, we stay on our ones and, you know, it kind of corporate espionage and shit and people fucking stealing stuff. And it's just, there's a lot of that going on too. But the majority of it has been super positive. And, you know, like we, we have, we hold the ethos basically that like, you know, we want to help just as much as we've been helped in the space too. And I think that's the only way we grow because there's no point fighting for scraps you know what i'm saying the market is so small and there's so many more people in the world that we should be focusing on than just kind of like you know trying to fight for each other's market shares and trying to fight for each other's fucking you know money and stuff i think there's just so much more that we could do working together and i feel like the space as a whole whatever the space is it's kind of funny saying that but whatever it is i think that like you know it's uh it, it, it for the most part it's very helpful and if, if you're genuine you know there's a place for you here uh, especially if you're trying to do something cool yeah Obvi like obviously the vibes now are just they think we every week we have something new to be annoyed about and like people just get angry but 
it's normal to what to a certain extent in like a new space bear market all of that thing but if you look in the right places it's there's going to be good vibes there's going to be people that are nice there's going to be people that are building cool things it's funny to see people tweet about how oh the space isn't mature oh you need to find things that are not innovative and it's like yeah bro <laughs> they are there you're just not looking hard enough yeah but, you know that's that's nfts dude i think the the attention spans are short here and so tiny <laughs> it's quickly you know here today gone tomorrow um for obviously except a few exceptions for sure um, yeah, but, you know that's the space. You know that's that's it's kind of the game. Yeah, you it need to have that. Adds adds to the chaos. You know, that's true. That's definitely chaos. Shit, every week is something different. It's impressive how fast the space moves. Just always crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I always look back. Like you never really notice while you're in it, and then you look back. You're like, oh, this was a month ago. It's like, what the fuck? That feels like it was seven months ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. So. Man. Yeah, about the space. How did you how did you find Web three? I think how did you find it is like the first question. Okay, like I started leverage trading Bitcoin. Like I forget, I was in the mountains of BC in twenty twenty. Okay, and I was chilling, and like I fucking I like I, I was like I was like I was a regular old dude. Like I never heard of crypto before. I worked a construction job and shit, you know. Um, and you know, I was just a musician guy, and like I was just kind of doing the music stuff, trying to make it that way. Um, and I needed money, dog. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I fucking needed dough. And yeah. like I, started, I heard about fucking crypto. And, like, uh, <laughs> I downloaded the... While I was out in BC, I downloaded the Crypto.com app. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to put, like, 150 bucks on this Crypto.com coin. And then it shit fucking popped. Like, fucking went up, like, 6x. And I was like, what the hell is Let's this, go. bro? what is this shit man like i just is this real and i passed it out and it, the money was there and i was like this is fucking insane so i started like watching youtube videos about like leverage trading bitcoin and shit because i was like man i'm a poor motherfucker and leverage dog that's my way out but little did i know i was about to fucking blow it all up like multiple times fuck <laughs> dude like uh, I was like, man, like I, I fucking blew my shit up so bad. Like I was just, I was still working my day job, but I was like down, like all credit cards maxed out because it was like a f- like fucking gambling and shit. Like it's crazy. I never learned anything about risk. I'm from a like fucking nothing, dude. You know what I mean? I wasn't taught any of this shit. But you know, I learned. Right? I stuck with it I, even after through the pain and shit. And I was like, um, you know, because I, f- I saw these people making money around me and shit. And I'm like, you know what? It's me, dude. I'm doing something wrong. Like I can't blame the market. It's me, dude. Like I'm fucking. I'm fucking, like, risking it all every fucking trade and shit. I'm blowing it up. And um, once I learned, like, I read a couple of books about, like, you know, like, investing and, like, you know, gambling and, like, you know, um, you know, trading psychology and, you know, uh, risk management and stuff. And once I read all that stuff, I was kind of good to go. Uh, it took a couple more times to fully learn it, but... I did, and like you know, like I ended up becoming a profitable trader, and like I felt really proud about that because like I was really dog shit at trading at first, and like and once I was like consistently profitable for like six seven months, like it felt really good, right? Like I was, I felt like I I won basically, you know what I mean? Like and like yeah, I was able to, of course. Like I'm not saying I nailed every trade because trading is so fucking weird. Like you never know what's gonna happen. You're just kind of making like 
educated guesses, man. Like, you know, everyone who tweets like, oh, like the market's going this way, that way. Like, no one fucking knows, bro. <laughs> not, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what it is, man, because the markets move and like people don't care. Markets are a visual representation of people's feelings and emotions. That's all they are. And like, and I learned a bunch and like, you know, I got into leverage training and shit. And then like I got, I learned, and I was just doing BTC and then I learned what ETH was. I was like, what the fuck is ETH, dude? Like, isn't it like, like, what are all these coins, bro? First of all, I was like, what are you investing in? Like, what are these fucking coins? And then, like, I look at and I saw Ethereum, and then they're like smart contracts. I'm like, oh, what are those? And they're like, oh, programmable fucking, you know, permissionless stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I went down the rabbit hole, right? And like, I was like, oh, man, I can swap this for this. This is nuts. And then I found like Finance Smart Chain, and like, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I was doing like shit coins and shit. Oh, the like, shit oh, coins. Like, this is all right, man. You know what I mean? Like these smart contracts are kind of cool. I can like stake this pancake shit and like, yeah, know, pancake. It was, it was crazy, bro. It was nuts. And I was getting all into it. And then I found, I don't know how I found NFTs. I think I heard, I, I think Board Apes minted. And I was like, damn, I remember Ledger Status like papered his, his board, his like, um, he had an honorary board aid. He sold like fucking. He papered it like the first week. I was like, "What? Are, what are these? Like, oh, she just sold that for what? Like, someone bought that?" And like, I was like, <laughs> "What is this, dude? Like, what the fuck?" So I looked at NFTs, and I'm like, "Oh man, you can own digital files and shit. Like, you can own like fucking text files and audio files and JPEGs and shit." And they can be proven on chain. This is fucking mind blowing, dude. So I got a dude. I minted pudgy penguins. And this oh fucking, shit! This dude, no. And then they rugged. And then I sold it. Oh fuck! Fucking one ETH dog. <laughs> I sold it for five dollars. And then the what are they worth now? Like five ETH? Five point five ETH, dude. I minted <laughs> like three of them, and I sold. Oh, bro! Like only oh things. I have paper generational wealth more times than you oh yeah. Bro, I fucking minted those things, and then they rugged, and then like I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I took the L, and then this Elmo guy tweeted about it, and then they shot the fuck up, dude. And I was like, no way, I missed it. Oh my goodness, I'm a piece of shit, and I had all this. I was like, fuck, I did it again, bro. And then like I found. I, and I was trading ETH NFTs for a bit, and then I, I went, I found this website, ETH dot what the fuck, or gas dot what the fuck. Gas dot what the fuck, yeah. Yeah, and it shows you, like, and, and I spent. It shows you generational like, trauma. Yeah, literally, dude. I spent 6,000 USD on, on gas, and I was like, bro, I'm a construction Insane. worker. I can't fucking, I can't afford this shit. I started <laughs> looking into, like, Tezos and, like, uh, Solana yeah. and shit like that. And then I found the, these fucking cute little fucking pixel monkeys minting and i was like all right bet i'm gonna fucking mint the shit out of these pixel monkeys and like and the, the transactions were like really fast and really cheap and I, and coming over from eth i was like damn i'm not getting mint. and this is when gas was nuts right like this is when gas was crazy yeah. it was like 20 I was going up to, to 200 coins, and, and it was like 150 to buy an nft and stuff and then yeah. like Solana's was like a wild. cent or whatever and i was like damn Fuck ETH, dude, <laughs> over here. 100%. And, like, I fucking minted the monkeys, and then I papered them all for a 5X, and I made a couple grand, and I was like, okay, this is it, bro. This is it. And then the monkeys kept going up. It was like, fuck, I did the pudgy penguins again on the fucking monkeys. And then and then I found the, the thug or the salamas. I found the salamas, and then I found the thug birds, and then I hit on the thug birds. I was like, fuck it. This is my new monkeys. I missed monkeys. Yeah. I'm fucking pissed off. And I'm going to fucking make these the new monkeys. 
And <laughs> so I but I got all these like birds and shit, these thug birds, and like and that's kind of what started off my salon thing because I reached out the thug and I was like, hey dude, I made this rap. <laughs> it's about thug birds. Like, do you wanna? Here you go. Like, I hope you like it. And then like he loved it, dude, and like the whole community loved it, you know. Oh, and like shit, that's yeah. kind of that's what hooked me into the salon shit. Like, just getting involved in that that thug birds music community was insane, man. It was the best times ever, dude. Like. There's so many like-minded people that I found here, and like I've I've met friends from back then, like that I have today. You know what I mean? And like it was a special time for sure. I was really I'm really happy I was able to see that that part of Solana. Hey, that's a journey and a half, to be honest. Is does the name New Dumb Money come from the fact that you got new money from Bitcoin and was fucking stupid or something? Yes, like, of I all the trading, started, amazing. Like, first generation like <laughs> investor, like trader, whatever. My parents were like the really like hardworking people, and my and like you know what I mean. And and no, they don't know about stocks, investing, none of that. Yeah. And that they didn't teach, so they didn't teach me anything. Like I'm teaching my like my mom about this shit. You know what I mean? And like, and it just blows her mind that like she's she's gone and hasn't really like you know seen you know, this, this side of things, you know what I mean? And like, she's not regretful that she didn't know about it earlier, but she was like, you're so smart. Like, how'd you figure this out? I'm like, mom, I'm literally a retard. By <laughs> like, I don't know how the fuck to put this. Like, I trust me. I am not smart. Like, you know, but like, but it's, it's the concept, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's the whole getting into speculative assets and stuff. And they never That's really true. did it. You know? yeah. like, so the, my, my name comes from literally like I'm new. I got, I made new money and like, I'm really dumb. So like, <laughs> I think dumb money, you know? <laughs> you tried to switch to Pat as well. That didn't work out, did it? It didn't work out. Everyone got mad. <laughs> Every... I, 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 oh, I, I was like, you know what, man? Like I'm known at Web Two is P Doc. Um, you know, I run with like Hula Gang is my is my record label, yeah. and it's been my record label for a long time. And uh, and you know, and all my friends around it. So I was like, ah, fuck! I'm just gonna transition over to my to my Web Two persona yeah. and leave my. Then everyone was like, dude no and like they got mad like they got fucking mad like i got like 20 fucking dms it was like dude i can't find you you're fucking your branding up get like go back to new dumb money i'm like okay fuck it i guess this is it i'm gonna wear this shit forever this is what this is my new name and yeah and that's they just kind of stuck from then i think it's funny you know like and whatever and and i can always fall back like it's such a super cop out like if any if i ever say it which I do all the time. I say very dumb things all the fucking time on the timeline. And I'll get reply guys like, you're so fucking dumb. It's obviously like this. And I'm like, oh yeah, true. Like, it's such a good cop out. Like, I'd be like, well, dude, you're arguing with a guy that has dumb in his name. I have a cop yeah. fucking name, dude. Like, <laughs> well, what did you expect, my guy? Super cop out. Like, I'm just like, oh man, fuck it. I'm just going to lean on that. <laughs> hey, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think I joined right about the time of Binance shitcoins. True. It was a, a, a lovely start. Lovely start. I think the first uh, first money I actually invested was into a coin called Balls that I thought was going to pump. Nice. Uh, I took all the dump, and uh, those forty dollars were no more. It was, <laughs> it was very I've fun. Been, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking even Jim. Jim was fucking around on the Binance merchant <laughs> too. Fuck. I think I feel like we all dabbled in that. Fucking yeah. Room. If you were there at the time, you had to. Fuck, man. There was so, was like, oh man, buy corn on cake. Bro, I was in my fucking construction truck. I used to drive like um, before my my last job before I got my crypto full time. I was I was um, working like this dump truck job, and I was okay. like run, running like an off road like on a construction site. So it's like a big dirt dump truck. It's called a rock truck, right? 
And I was driving those things, and they're huge. They're huge fucking dump trucks, basically. And it's a sweet job because I just like get fucking stoned all day and move dirt and all my and work nice. with all my friends, and it was fucking nice. So I was able <laughs> to like chill on my phone while I was waiting to get loaded and stuff. And I'll be like trading these fucking shit coins, bro. And like I fucking would buy like like oh man, there was so many. I can't even like there was like this not gonna make it coin that I bought, and I made like seven hundred bones. Like I bought it like in the morning on the way to work and then at lunch i checked it and i was like and i went and made a mask and i was like this shit's worth 700 dollars are you kidding me <laughs> so i fucking and and that shit moved so fast bro by the time i realized that I got to my site offloaded my dirt it was only like like maybe like two minutes right got to the site offloaded the dirt and i was able to go on my phone and sell because i can't like sell wall you know, and then, yeah. and then I fucking did, and it only and it went down to five eighty. I was like, shit, man, this shit is like crazy. I'm out. Going 20, so yeah. I got all this shit. I bought all the boys lunch, and they were all like mind blown. They're like, what the fuck? You're making internet money? I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm making internet money. It's crazy, man. Fuck, like, that's those awesome. finance shitcoin days were fucking sweet. I love that shit. I hope we get a fucking shitcoin run like that one time. It won't be now. Like sentiment's super nuked right now. Like yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. It's not gonna be shitcoins. But like, I guess we got bonk. Yeah, we got bonk. bonk we got bonk. Cool. That was nice. That brought me back. I was like, yes, fuck yes. I'm yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> fuck man. Bonk was the funniest shit in the world. I liked it. There were so many people who were like, oh, it's the Illuminati boogles. And I was like, dude, please. It was funny watching people like, dude, there was people like that were super bearish. Like, they were losing their shit over it. You're going to get wrecked. You're going to get fucking wrecked. And the shit is like God candling every day. And like, like, (laughs) it was so funny because I was like, you guys, like, they're so sure about stuff right and when things don't play out that's how you know like people are good or bad traders because like they post stuff like i am sure that this is like whatever and like not having gone through the fact that like knowing that like a scams pump literally the hardest like things that are not supposed to pump moon like you know what i'm saying and like b you can't really tell right so it's like it's so funny just what that watch people that like faded that shit but it was like god candling every fucking day i was like ah ah motherfuckers i've held (laughs) it was so funny i actually sold like not the pico top i sold in like the 300s or whatever and i was pretty happy about it because it ended up being like a couple grand i was like damn yeah uh, it was I think I sold. Geez, fucking pumped after that because everyone's like, oh, I'm rich all the liquidity. Again. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was like the moment of like good feelings, and then like three people that were salty about it. It's like, okay, guy, bro, why? Why? What's the Shut point? Up, here? Just be happy. Exactly. You take all, take it all out of your system after FTX, <laughs> and like yeah, now, what are you doing? Yes, yeah, FTX well, well, I, gotta, I gotta head off in a, in a few minutes, man. Like, uh, I don't know if you have any questions, but I, it was really cool okay. to come on. I want to come on a fucking gun, man, and just chat with you. This is super tight. I'm down as hell. I mean, I, I think I have one last question because I did want to hit it, but you know, it's like you have to hit the transition well, and there was no way to transition to this one. I think it's yeah outside of crypto, because obviously you have Boombox, and it's for this passion of music, and it's also to like live, like make a living, obviously, that's like part of it. Is there something that you're aiming for in your life that is, you know, maybe it's a legacy or maybe it's it, maybe it's a, around Boombox as well, or maybe it's, I don't know, a family. Like, is there something that you're going towards outside of that sphere, maybe? Man, this is a very, this is a very personal, deep question. And 
And if it's I, too I, much, I, tell me. No, honestly. no, 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 no. I appreciate it. Like I do, okay. I do, because I really do. You know, I'm the type of guy that you know, I like. I hate being cheeseballed with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And like, I've always it's been part that of the way, game. but like, it is part of the game. But like, I like sometimes you know, I'm, I don't know how to say this. Like, I've always felt that you know, ever since like my dad passed away and like I, I'm the type of guy that goes to his like to his stone and just talks to it knowing that I'm talking to a fucking rock you know what I'm saying like yeah. I'm not like a, a super like you know like whatever I, I I don't even know where I stand really spiritually it's a deep thing to get into really but like I just like kind of like I feel this power you know or this energy right that just kind of keeps me pushing and keeps me going every single fucking day and I feel like you know it's just it comes from you know, the loved ones that I've, I've had to, like, that have fucking died on me. And, like, I have to kind of carry that legacy on it and try and make something of myself and try and better the world, too. You know, like, I used to be really focused on, like, getting famous and, like, and getting lots of followers and shit. And then, you know, like, I had this epiphany one day where I was just like, man, like, you know, the world's a small place and you don't really need to be Mr. Big Shot. You can kind of be a more humble version of yourself and, and kick back, but still, you know, leave a really everlasting legacy and, and, you know, and improve people's lives and shit. And, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. And it's just, I've always had this energy inside me that just keeps me going. And, and I face so much adversity in my life that people tell me no, and I fucking laugh at them, you know, like, like okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just like you, you can overcome shit so so not easily because it takes a lot of willpower and shit but you can but it takes you know like it, it takes a lot to to do it but like you can overcome a lot of shit just by having stick to itiveness and, and kind of you know like just focusing on day-to-day being a better person bettering yourself wherever you can and I went to my dad's grave and I had like 300 bucks in my account. I was like, man, I made this bet, dude. Can you, can you pull this off? And like, and, and that was the first time I ever made six figures on the trade. And like, and it, I, and it blew my mind. And I'm not saying that, you know, like going to the grave site and asking him to help me, but it just, it, it just kind of like, it proved to me that I'm on some, I'm on some path to make some sort of, better place like to, to make some someone's life better or make multiple people's lives better and that's kind of like what i feel is my calling is to just be a healer because i've been able to absorb all this pain and and, and suffering and shit and just kind of like deflect it and, and, and turn around and help people you know so that's kind of like what i think my like higher purpose would be obviously boombox could be a nice catalyst for it and stuff um you know, and it's obviously, I've been blessed to be put in this position that I get to do this and I get to work with like, you know, my friends and stuff. And it's just, it's, I never take it for granted ever. And, you know, the, the way I see it is I've, I've been given all this opportunity and I've been given these resources and opportunity to just further the, the agenda and shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, and that's kind of what I'm focused on. And, and that's probably what I'll always be focused on, to be honest with you. Like, it's it just, it makes the most sense to me. It's It's always been why why I go why I go do what I do and why my work ethic is so fucking you know cracked out basically everyone's just like why do you work so hard and I was just like man like to me it's not working you know like I just want to get up and make this shit better every day so 
you know, and I'm thankful to be working with, you know, Jim's down there in the audience, man. Like that guy, that guy's got the same yeah. shit going on in his life, man. He's like, I'm here to show up every single fucking day. And, you know, we work really well together and it's, you know, I think it's going to be really awesome to, to, to do this. And I think at the end of it all, like my, my big goal, if I had like one thing, like what am I driving for? It would have to be like, make as much people in my life happy and, and better off. Like help as much as I can, whether that's financially, spiritually, anything like that, you know, like that's, that's it. That's, that's all it's about because at the end of the day, that's all you got. That's your legacy. You know, how many people did you help out or how many people did you hurt? Yeah. Dude, that was beautiful. Like, yeah. I mean, like if you have to go on that note, I think best way to close out is if you want to like promote the Twitter, Boombox, all of these things. And, uh, and then I'll set the lo-fi to like close out the space and, uh, and we're good to go. Cool, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, check out Boombox. Obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're striving every day to create something really special for creators. I think we're on the way to doing that. Um, a lot of people say we've done it already, but I think we're just getting started. Uh, boombox.market. You can sign up for free. You can go and you can upload your beats, your samples, your instrumentals all up on there for free. And you can sell them as NFTs. Um, you know, we have a community in our Discord. Come in our Discord. We've got lots of musicians in there that actively use the platform and they're always sharing their stuff. And it's cool to collaborate with people using that platform too. And, you know, if you just like music, hit me up, man. I'm, I'm always down to chat about it. You know, I'm a producer still. I don't get on the, I don't get on FL as much as I'd like to, but, you know, I'm happy with the grind I got going on, but I'm always down to chat music. So, yeah, man. Uh, Boombox, Boombox Market, that's, that's our shit. And, uh, Check us out. Thanks a lot, Pedro, for having me on, man. I love having these uh, conversations too. I'm glad you liked it, man. That's a, a work in progress. Every Thursday now, actually, I think, which is going to be a hassle to organize. Next one is with uh, Nepa from Sharky. And thanks a lot for being here, man. I'll thanks, see man. you another time. And I'll yeah, bro. Chat you Thank you. you. See you, man. Peace.